Welcome to Stop, Hack, and Roll, a podcast about hopping over to your friend's pads to make games about big frogs. I'm friend of the podcast, Megan. I'm your middleest frog, Brandon. And I'm James. Today we're going to be talking about three games we wrote as part of Big Frog Jam with special guest Megan Cross. I think we're getting some really nice rain in the background tone for mine. Oh, uh, that, that'll we'll probably see. all edit out without any sort of an issue. But uh, yeah, yeah, we this might be a special cozy edition of Stop yeah. Back and Roll with can, all three I can, of I can us. Just I think in the middle of a in. thunderstorm. Yeah, edit back I'm like, in. if it was earlier in the year, like I was recording a stream in February, March, in the peepers out in the pond mm. were so loud that like we had like the tech producer like was like can we stop for a second like is anybody else hearing that and i'm like does it sound like a bunch of frogs and they're like <laughs> i don't know what a bunch of frogs sounds like i'm like it's a bunch of frogs i can guarantee you that's what you're hearing hey speaking of a bunch of frogs uh this week we are joined <laughs> by megan cross to discuss games that we have just uh hopped to it and and made in the last week <laughs> oh god I'm, I'm using up all of our frog puns now which is going to be a problem when we have to come up with two different frog jokes yeah at the end of this recording as we I, well i just really think that this conversation is going to be riveting it's it's just this horrible sisyphusian task that we've put on ourselves by saying every show must begin and end with a dumb joke yeah Megan's very, uh, very nice to have you here. <laughs> it's great to be here. Great, great, great to be here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do think we should, because I, I, I said this off before we started recording, but I do want to say this again, because I do think this is a, a funny story, was that when Brandon and I said, hey, we should have Megan on again, it was to talk about the Sentinel Jam, because I was writing a game for the Sentinel Jam, which was going on. And then that was probably a, over a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> and and then in that in the time the, so then then like a half a month went by or maybe more and finally the end of sentinel jam happened and i finished the game and so the last episode we said yes let's go talk to megan and have her on and then after that you threw a frog game jam at us and derailed the conversation we were gonna have today in um, my defense I posted a picture of a big frog and I said, yes. everybody look at this big frog. And you said, you should write a game about that big frog. And I said, I can't write any more games. Oh, no. You write a game about the big frog. Is this my fault? Did I this do this? This is your fault, James. Oh, no. Yeah. Hello, I don't even remember me. that. I'm the, problem. <laughs> I'm the big frog jam. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, so we, we, <laughs> we do, I think, have three games. Which about frogs about a big frog yeah yeah somehow over the course of the last what is it it's monday so this was wednesday on wednesday i set up the gym so yeah and give us a week and, yeah brandon and i have together been more productive in the last four like week and a half with game design finishing <laughs> than we have in the seven years of making this podcast you're welcome I mean, Part because of it is just it, I've been writing shorter games. Yeah. And yeah. also, it, it, I did, because I, I did finish, because you released a version of uh, the, the rat, not... Deadly Cobalt Racing. Deadly Cobalt. Yeah, I, it, I keep wanting to call it a Ronky Kong. <laughs> yeah, Ron, Ronky Kong. Yes. Rad, rad, rad you call know, Ronky Kong, Kong Racing. <laughs> racing. Um, <laughs> I get the rad part, and then I just, it doesn't, it doesn't go from there. Um, so you did put release that. I released my Sentinel Jam game and then also remembered that I had finished the Grand Gridiron game and released that too. And now we all have a big frog game. Do you remember that thing people were doing where they were taking their names and converting it into Donkey Kong? Did you yes. take like your initials and make a Donkey Kong with it? That yes. cracked me up. Yeah. No, yeah. Now I have to do that so long. Yeah. I think, so yeah, oh, yeah. so you'd be, you unfortunately wouldn't be you. Monkey Kong. I was John. Uh, John. No, no, John. I'm, I'm. 
right? James is Jonky Mong, I think. Jonky Mong, yeah, I'm Jonky yeah. Mong. <laughs> I'm oh. Bonky Longong. That's that's pretty good. The the people with the hyphenated names really won out. Yeah. <laughs> in the uh in the although, Donkey Kong meme. Although maybe the biggest winner is my roommate and, and your friend Brandon, whose initials are DK, DK. whose name is just Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey yeah. Kong. He just has no Kong question name is Donkey that Kong. One. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm br- I'm probably bringing a slightly strange energy to this this podcast. <laughs> there might be some diversions. Um I had a very hard time sleeping last night, so we're going to do our best. Yeah. Let's that's, talk about a frog game. Yeah. Who wants to talk about their frog game first? I would like to put like we have three very different frog <laughs> games. Yes. Extremely. <laughs> that's different. the wildest part. The the prompt was make a frog game, and I feel like we if there were three different ends to one spectrum. <laughs> yeah. That is where our three games are like three points in a triangle. <laughs> I can talk about my game. Sure. Yeah. It's Probably isn't too much to talk about. So I wrote a game which I am calling Frogs, F-R-O-G-S, which has a number of the I guess the the canonical what that stands for is finest robbers of gigantic stuff. Um, (laughs) But I I have a whole big list of different possible backronyms from frogs. Um, And so I have just how dare you? It is a one every time. It is a coincidence that it happened to be frogs. <laughs> That's not a backronym. All right. Sorry. You're right. Yes. Um, and it is. And I, this is something that I've been meaning to do for a while. I want I, I, I've played and I love the game. Uh, stealing the throne. I'm also is... going to say that I've been planning on doing this for a while, as though it isn't obvious that it's like. <laughs> weird thing. Well, um sorry stealing the throne by nick um it is a game about the 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 full game stealing the throne is about stealing a giant mech um it's a fun gm-less storytelling game for three to five players and a 52 card playing card deck um and i sort of said well what if i just sort of like slimmed it down uh it's already a pretty streamlined game so it was pretty tough to kind of find a way to to slim it down a little bit but I wanted to keep it really light and I didn't want to put a ton of text and I also didn't want to totally rip the game off because there's um, I wanted to I wanted to really lean hard into the frog theme. Um, and yeah, so my game is you play characters uh, like characters from the borrowers, the littles, the rescue rangers, um, characters who are or uh, the other ones. I The other things I put on my media list were like, um, where is it? Um Ocean's Eleven, The Italian Job, um, Six of Crows, the video game Grounded. Um, so you're playing either tiny people, tiny animals, um, and basically there you live in a in you know in a yard or a pond somewhere, and there's a big frog. The big frog is important. It's the thing that's like over your whole area, and so you're gonna steal it. I think I just put together now that you aren't also frogs. I, yeah, you were some frogs. reason thought you were small frogs in this. No, you're just regular people. Okay, okay, but little. or maybe like well, red wall small. style anthropomorphic <laughs> animals. Okay, okay, but you're stealing the big frog. Um, and so yeah, I mean it. it there, I I took most of the the basic part of stealing the throne, um, which has you start off like uh, coming up with some stories about the frog to describe where it is, what it's doing. Is it just like staying in place? Is it moving? Um, what powers do people think that it has? And one of the things that I love is that you kind of just like come up with a big list, a big list of powers. Uh, and you don't have to say whether or not they're true or not. You describe that later. Um, Perfect. And then it follows the kind of general, basically the, the core gameplay rotation for Stealing the Throne is you have one person who plays the bad guys, one one person who play or like the the obstacles, one person who plays a thief, and one person who play, and and then everybody else plays like backup or uh, the sort of the environment. And so the person who plays the frog in this case, um, in my game, uh, describes what is the first obstacle that the that the thieves have to to overcome in order to get close to the frog, and then basically it's kind of. Um, the the script that I give is uh, the the frog the player the frog player describes what the first obstacle is and then the thief says don't even worry about it I'm 
you fill in your name and I may be small, but and then you explain how you're the perfect thief to to overcome that obstacle. Okay. And then Great. you kind of play through play through the the what it looks like. Um you go back and forth uh between the frog player and the thief player to describe what you're doing. You can turn to the the extra players I've called the pond. <laughs> um and you can ask them for other details. They can ask you for details until you come to the point where like the make or break moment and then there's a little card mechanic. Um by which you either succeed or fail. And then um, you always move forward. Um, and uh, it's, it's pretty much it. And then you, once you get there, then you like take a control of the big frog and then you do this big dramatic escape. Um, working Perfect. your way back through. Um, there's job. like a possibility for, I made the game a little bit more. Um, it's not, um, it's a little more, it's a little more brutal. There's a, in stealing the throne, there's a help mechanic where if you basically what you're doing is you are playing a card. Um, you get a you like you deal everybody two cards. And you play a, a card from your hand to see if it's higher than a card that's on the table for the obstacle. And if it isn't in stealing the throne, there's a help mechanic. <laughs> I removed it, so there's no helping. You have to face every obstacle on your own. So you either win or lose. If you win, obviously you move on. If you lose. Um, you either kind of go out. What, what did I call it? I called it a uh, in 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 the in stealing the throne. It's a blaze of glory. Um, okay. In mine, it's a moment of glorious failure where you <laughs> push everybody through, but you yourself are left behind, not dead, but just like captured or whatever. You have to stay behind to do something. Um, the other gotcha. option you can have, and this is like the one of the things that I love about uh, Steal the Throne too, is you can declare that you are a traitor. Um, oh. So in this, and then you, and then instead of failing, instead of failing, you succeed. Um, and so in mine, uh, you be, you declare you that you are part of the cult of the frog, the people who do not want to see the frog stolen. Um, and all that happens in, in that moment is that you succeed and you move on and hope that everybody forgets that you're a traitor. <laughs> and then later you can sabotage the escape. Yeah. Later on, you can have, you can have that conversation. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um, awesome. And so that's that. Uh, there's like a there's a whole. I, it's a great. I think it's a fun little tight game that that can be played quickly. Uh, Steal the throne has a couple more mechanics around uh, the alertness level, um, and there's a little bit of more complicated escape mechanism. I kind of switched it up um, to make it more lily pad <laughs> frog focused. <laughs> um, but yeah. There's fun. It's fun. And I think I, I think it's I think it's very hard. I think because I removed the help mechanic. Um, it's difficult, but uh, what? taking a game that has an assumed help mechanic and taking it out is making it impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I like I think in Stealing the Throne, the ties go to the defender, not to the thieves. OK. And I switched that. So ties always go to the thieves. So it makes it to, to kind of balance it out a little bit. But uh, yeah, um, it's fun. Awesome. Um, I'm. I kind of actually really want to play this <laughs> at some point. And um, and how yeah. done is yours currently? It's pretty done. I mean, I've done That's great. I I I pushed through the game. Like, I mean, obviously, like I obviously I spent the most time just like smoothing down some of the game mechanics from Stealing the Throne, and then writing out some of the the um all the descriptions and stuff, writing out my descriptions of the rules. Um, but I did as of an hour ago, finish a second pass through. I changed some of the, the tenses, um, the way I described some of the characters, I changed it from you to the, to them. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's ready to be laid out now. Nice. That's awesome. You, you better be careful. Uh, James Moy historical non finisher of games because people are start thinking that you finish like games. Mm -hmm. it's, it's <laughs> and then what'll happen? They just need to go back and look at the the seven years of, of, of this podcast <laughs> backlog uh, to discover yeah, no, the, the huge next backlog game of games I haven't yeah. finished. The next game jam is the James finish a space between game jam. <laughs> <laughs> just for me. I just, did you like do not join this unless you are James writing. Did you see there are already two submissions to the yes, frog and game jam? Very and it's good. None That's of us. Awesome. It is very there are 23 people in this game jam, which is blowing my mind because I assumed it would just be the three of us. Yeah. When, when does it officially end? I think Wednesday. Wednesday. So Wednesday. Okay. So it was okay. A week. 
Okay, cool. So, so I've got more time than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I will have a fi- like a finished laid out <laughs> version of this game. Almost certainly. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, All right, I cool. Also set, yeah, I also set out to write just like a nice, tight, quick game. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, my brain had other ideas. And 1600 words later, here we are <laughs> with, with, um, with, my, with my game, which is called The Attempted Boarding of the Attempted Assassination of Archduke Frogs Ferdinand, um, which is simultaneously the most ridiculous and most mechanically complex game I have ever designed. So... I I don't know what spirit possessed me while I was making this game. Frogs um, Ferdinand. Frogs Ferdinand made me a conduit. Um, <laughs> Wait, sorry. All, all of, <laughs> How many words do you say it was? 1,600. That is double the words that I have. How but is I also, my game almost 3,000 words? Jeez, James. All right, maybe your game isn't so tight. (laughs) (laughs) I think earlier this week we had a conversation that James said he had the shortest game. Megan said that 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 she had the middle game. And I was saying that I unfortunately had expanded and ended up with the longest game. And that is actually fully incorrect and completely reversed. (laughs) I just fully fully laid out lying to me. Yeah, fully laid out. Mine is 31 pages. Oh my god. Mine's gonna be like There's no seven. way that mine's 31 pages though. Like in zine, whatever. Okay, it's five it's five pages typed. Like it's five Google Docs pages long. Okay. Um it, yeah, um because I was like, what if I made a game about trying to assassinate a frog and the main mechanic was flicking a paper football at a bunch of piles of dice? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is seven pages. How so, this game gets so big? Sorry. I keep- <laughs> <laughs> um. So so yeah. So mine mine is a two player competitive game. Great. Um, about the head of the Froggy Guard, which is the <laughs> the guard of Archduke Frogs Ferdinand and an assassin. Um, and it is played. Um, let's see. I'm like, how you so you play it on a checkerboard and you put the frog in the middle of the checkerboard and surround them with walls of dice. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what the guard does. The guard will build fortifications of dice around the frog. Uh, the assassin will then flick a paper football at that's said so dice fun. fortifications, trying to create a clear path to the frog. Because the assassin can only move on the checkerboard in spaces unoccupied by dice. Of course, perfect. So, perfect. So, so the main flow of the round is at the beat. So when you're setting it up, like you have your checkerboard, the guard sets up the frog, sets up the dice. The assassin makes their paper football <laughs> and puts their little token somewhere on the outside of the board. And then the rounds are the assassin rolls a d6, flicks or slides the paper football that many times, and then can move that many spaces on the board. Then the guard rolls a d12, and that whatever value they roll, they can move that many dice back into fortification mm. formation to try to close up and the protect. walls around their frog. <laughs> Um, and at the end of six rounds, if the assassin has reached the frog, the frog got assassinated. And if they didn't, then the guard wins. Amazing. Um, and then there's some like prompty questions and stuff that go with each round and with the end. Cause that's, I'm the prompt person. Um, that's what I do. That's, I say, I'm like, I'm just going to write like a nice, like prompt based quick game. And then I decided I wanted to like make mechanics, um, <laughs> Go figure. Uh, but <laughs> I've had a blast. Good. I also, I never specify who the assassin or the guard is. I only specify that the frog is a frog. Okay. So uh, whether the others of, are frogs or not. Part of character creation, the first question is, who are you? Okay. So, like, I want people 
Like, if anybody actually plays this game, please play this game. And if you do, tell me about it. <laughs> um, but I'm like, I'm, I, like, I don't. Yeah, like, is it frogs? Is it, like, maybe Maybe we'll do um, uh, Stop Back and Roll Frog Con at some point. The three of us can get together and just play these games. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but that is Feasible. That is actually a thing that we could do. <laughs> that is yeah. feasible. Um, yeah. Frog Con. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, Frog Con uh, already exists, actually. It probably does, but stop hack and roll Frog Con. That's true. Um, so, yeah, it. despite how many words it is, it's a fairly straightforward game. That's awesome. Um, and then my, my favorite bit is at the end of the game, you change the name to reflect the outcome. <laughs> yeah, that's so, the best. Which that's makes incredible. it either the attempted thwarting of the assassination of Archduke Frogs Ferdinand or... The thwarting of the attempted assassination park student frogs Ferdinand. <laughs> so good. So I'm not so I'm not gonna just like be like this is a legacy game, but I'm just gonna say that this is a legacy game. Yeah, clearly, um, definitely there's gotta be a follow-up <laughs> game that depends yeah. upon whether Yeah. Yeah. Frogs Ferdinand is alive or not. Yeah, because then the next one, yeah, you'd have Frogs Ferdinand the second. Yeah, the fallout God. from Yeah. The power vat that's one of the questions is <laughs> Who fills the vacuum of power left by the death of the Archduke? <laughs> I should know. You know there is there is one. Yeah, amazing. I can only assume. In the last in the last like fifteen minutes before we started recording, I did like finish writing the last bit of my game, and it also kind of at the last minute became a legacy game because it's strongly implied <laughs> that if you successfully steal the big frog then you become the people who have the big frog that need to be stolen from in the future mm, okay oh fantastic i mean that makes sense yeah i mean and the big frog is something people want brandon is your game secretly uh a legacy. A legacy it's not game even secretly well. it's it's part of the red crawl play box you know it's everything's oh, okay. legacy uh but Megan, yeah, tell us about your game. Do you want me to go? Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, uh, I'm I'm going to start by talking about what it's a hack of, um, uh, just to give it like the proper gravitas of because this game requires some like you know it's an emotional game it's a really serious mm. game. Um, Spence, Spencer Campbell of Gila RPGs uh, has the game Rune, which is a uh, tactical uh, Souls like game um, that that really weaves. Um, pretty sad intense stories while having this like really in-depth tactical combat it's i really recommend it it's a solo tactical journaling game which is also great because like uh you know all of us have time for a solo game in some way but not all of us are like you know sit down and write text journalers i'm not so like being able to like sit down and like roll some dice and fight some skeletons is awesome for me so uh i made a game called frog that it's a competitive two-player hack of rune where you are um, a kobold that is trying to stop his house from being trying to stop their house from being destroyed by a giant demonic frog. Uh, <laughs> so it contains the same level of like you know gravitas and environmental storytelling. Uh, uh, you basically uh, it's a a game of uh, of papercraft mayhem, uh, competitive <laughs> with two players. Uh, <laughs> so you start off the game one player is the kobold one player is the frog frog is written in all capital letters every single time it's written because it's a frog um these these might be beans and bufo from the rad crawl play box <laughs> but they can be any kobold and frog and you start off by uh folding up some papercraft furniture and putting it nicely in your little home um, maybe telling some stories about it, maybe ribbiting loudly at the other player. Um, it's all like it, it really doesn't hold your hand through it. It says, like, you know, make this coloring experience what you want it to be. And then uh you roll dice, you roll two d6, and you assign those d6 to your move and your strike. Um, your strike gives you options that you're like hitting the opponent or destroying furniture or uh, or for the kobold, uh, lassoing the frog. Um, you use little bits of string that you tape to the frog and to the house. And when the f if the frog can no longer move, 
then the kobold wins. And if the kobold's furniture is all destroyed, then the frog wins. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a little weird little tactical game for some reason. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I, I just know that this is, this is what Spencer hoped when he when he created rune i i'm i'm sure this is what he i'm sure this is not what he pictured but i hope he's happy about it (laughs) um uh and uh so far i've I've got it fully written um i need to do layout and i need to actually create the paper crafts um uh but the what i've decided is the first half of the book the booklet it's gonna be like i think like eight pages is going to be like all like pastel and pretty with like little flowers and hearts and like maybe some little drawn on bugs, like all, all very cutesy. And then there's going to be just a spread that says like, it's frog time in like <laughs> big sketchy red and black letters and then go into like Morkborg, uh, like very bad Morkborg because I'm not that talented. The frogging. Um, yeah, and so like the paper crafts of the cobalt are gonna be cutesy, and the furniture is gonna be cutesy, and then it's gonna be just like this sketched demonic frog. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I didn't even put prompts at the end of it. It's just <laughs> you see who wins. Um, I might put in a thing that's like, uh, if you've played this game, you get a different version of Beans and Bufo for for some game. That could be fun. That might be a thing I do. But uh, so far, just like a little battle game between two players that hopefully works. I've got no idea on the balance. It's just two little guys. Just two little guys. I do really like the idea of, I think we've talked about this before, but games that come with like other elements for a different game. Me too. I love that stuff. I feel like that's so much fun. I do think I am going to, I haven't written it yet, but I think I am going to write um, a play set for Stealing the Throne if you want to steal a, a giant frog mech um because like in in stealing the throne it's you you design the mech that you're stealing but there are like some uh pre-made play sets where you can steal a specific mech so i want i want to make one of those james like a a three thousand word game is nice yeah how about how about a three thousand word game and a play set for a different game Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah um but yeah, mine is mine is um text done. Still needs layout. Still needs paper craft. Um, because I continue to make weird decisions about what I'm going to be making. Uh, and yeah, yeah, one part cozy town, one part Markborg. Exactly, that's the goal. That's the goal. Um, it's like uh, there's no like HP or anything in it, except for the the furniture has HP. So like, uh, but if the frog, just like real life, just like just like House real life. Points. Uh, Alice points. points. <laughs> um, if the kobold gets like hit, they they go flying back a number of spaces equal to how much they got hit for. And if the frog gets hit in any way that isn't like isn't the lassoing, um, then uh, then they like take a minus one on something or other. Uh, so like you're not supposed to be attacking each other necessarily. You're attacking the furniture and trying to do the uh. Mm-hmm. Trying to, to do the strings to the mini <laughs> mechanic. Could you set this game up on a grid that happens to be a checkerboard? Absolutely. Absolutely. You Could stick you some, then play the two games. by dice and flick a paper football at it? You, you, you just play the two games at once, alternating yeah. games, alternating turns. Yeah. Yeah. And There's like a just, street. Yeah, you happen to live right next to Frogsworth, man. Yeah. <laughs> and your kobold is just having the worst day imaginable. If my thieves can steal the frog from Brandon's game before it can destroy the house. <laughs> Please. <laughs> then they have to come and stop my frog from being murdered. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, this game, yeah. This is, this, it's w- it's wild how you were just like, here's a picture of a frog, right? A game based off of this. And we all just went in different directions. And <laughs> I, I feel like there, there's something to that in terms of just. Like making things without a lot of expectation, mm-hmm. you know, um, like I 
I am not trying going to be trying to like crowdfund this frog game uh for obvious reasons. Unless. Unless. Um but uh but I think there's something to be said for going like hey you instead of saying you have a month where you look at it and you go okay I could make an actual legitimate pro- product mm-hmm. in a month, you know. Like I could mm-hmm. really make something that is very good in a month. Mm-hmm. When you look and you say I've got a week whether you make something good or not, by whatever definition of good, if you manage it, there's, there's mm-hmm. a huge part of luck in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that things I, happen to come together in that way. Yeah. It was like, like an interesting thing to, though, sit down and say, okay, so if the game is due on Wednesday, then I know it's going to take me two days usually to lay out a short game. And then I have x number of days between now and when i need to start laying out to to like write and come up with the concept and so then it really like backed me into a really strict schedule that i then followed (laughs) so there's something to be said for giving yourself a hard deadline yeah i and i think like the big part for me is that to like what brandon said just like it doesn't need to be good like i'm I have such a hard time with like getting stuff done a lot of times. So I'm like, it just like, mm-hmm. this just needs to be perfect. And I just like keep saying as I work on this, I'm like, I'm giving myself permission to just be silly and ridiculous and make something just for the scent, just to make it not to like, like I'm not expecting people to rush out and purchase many copies of my game, but I have made it and it is a thing that I enjoyed making. And that's what matters. Totally. And there's, there's a lot of freedom there's a lot of freedom in that when you're just making something to make it. Yeah, absolutely. And like, because we, I think it's easy to think in gaming that like, that design is like a necessary step to people having the hobby, right? Like we need people to design so that you can do the hobby of playing. But design is also a hobby. Uh, or it can be. It doesn't have to be, you know. Um and so taking some time to design for the fun of it, I think, can be can be good. And that's that's why you shouldn't publish games, because then that's you're you just stopping publish. your own fun. Yeah. Just keep developing forever. The only thing that you'll get from hitting publish on your game is the headache of people asking you questions about it. Yeah. yeah. And potentially money. And the headache of like... having to promote and market it. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, I've been like, I think it was also nice because like I've been beating my head against the wall like with self-promo for like other things that I'm working on and doing. So just being able to be like, I'm just going to make this ridiculous thing for me and for anybody else who wants to see it or like it or whatever. But like, it's for me as a joke with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Like, I don't like, that's what I want to focus on. And it made it so much more fun. Totally. To, to be like, I don't care if it's good. I just want to have fun <laughs> writing it. <laughs> that uh, was good anyway. And and so now I the- think it's good. I think like I think it turned out well, all things considered. It's ridiculous, but I still I think it's good. <laughs> and so so now the the follow up to that. What do you intend? What where do we want, intend to take these games? from here do you do you intend to put it to layout do you intend to to put it in some location for for access well if there's a yeah, game um, jam yeah but you don't have yeah, to do I'm that gonna... you don't have to you don't have to hit go on that you don't have to that's too late i heard yeah. it did. just because you hit go doesn't mean you need to follow through yeah um yeah i'm gonna i i've found and it's the damnedest thing because layout and like design was always like my the weakest part of me as like a game designer and lately i've just really loved like i've been redoing the layouts of like old games that i wrote when i truly had no idea what i was doing and i found like it's very calming and serene for me now to just like lay out a game and so i had a lot of fun laying this one out and so it'll It'll probably be on itch um either tonight or tomorrow. Um, probably pay what you want because it's just a silly game about a frog. Um yeah. you can pay me if you want, but if not, just take <laughs> it and 
flick some flick a paper paper football at some dice. Because <laughs> why not? Um, I was I, I do want to say, <laughs> Megan, I do like this thing that you kind of have been doing recently, or I don't know, maybe not recently, where you 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 write and publish games and then later go back and do a Kickstarter thing to like add extra layout, add extra art. Um, and then, and maybe do a, uh, like a physical run. And, and I feel like, yeah. I think that's something that maybe people who, who are listening to this podcast need to hear that. Like, it's okay to, to write a game that like, I think so many people kind of do the, the Kickstarter crowdfunding thing as part of write the game. Mm, and it's like, okay, yeah. to just like, unless you need the funding to like pay someone to, to write mm-hmm. with you or you need to pay yourself. If you're just doing this for fun, like write yeah, the game like, for fun, do the work and then go back and kickstart. Like take the stress yeah. of those two things and don't lay them over each other. Right. And it's like, so Brandon said like that game design can be a hobby. Like that's what it is for me. Like I like game design is a hobby. Like I do it when I'm not, slaving at the altar of capitalism mm-hmm. um in an office um so for me like writing the game is what i love to do and if i'm able like i just want to get it out there like i want to write the game and i want to get it out there so people can see it and like the idea of crowdfunding like had never even come into my mind and now it's like all right i'm gonna like and now i'm thinking like what can i do with my games that make it cool like what for like a yeah. print run because it's it's just me like i can't afford to have a bunch of my games in print and hope that people buy them whereas with a kickstarter i can do like i can do that and then i can afford to hire my friends who are very talented to edit and do art and yeah. record audiobooks in like all of this stuff um which is really so it's been really cool and then i think on like the part of like somebody coming into a kickstarter for me to be able to be like the game is done like yeah the game itself done like you are giving me money for me to create a physical copy of this that will be prettier than the one that i made because somebody i'm paying somebody to do it but like the game is done like it's a done deal there isn't a risk involved with it yeah which is also kind of nice to be able to be like no like you could go look at, you could go buy weeds, like my next Kickstarter, like you could go buy it right now and look at it. Yeah, it's, it's available then, immediately. Like, should I should. like it's there. So, yeah, I, it's, it has worked really well for me. Um, so if there's anybody else out there that's like, I want physical copies of my game, but I, like, you don't need to wait, just put the PDF up and then move back around. Yeah. <laughs> there are, th- it's never sorry. Done. There are- Nothing's ever done. <laughs> There are three people who have posted to the community comments section of the make a frog about the make a game about the big frog in my pond jam. And the, yes. the three the three comments are I'm really glad your frog isn't a Nazi. Frog, <laughs> the other person just says frog time and then posted an animation they made. And then one person who hates fun said this isn't a frog. That's a toad. Except it's not. It's an American bullfrog. Um, but I feel like it's because they want to make a game about a toad. So they're saying that so that they can yeah. then make a game about a toad and feel justified. Which, if you want to make a game about a toad, make a game about a toad. I just happen to know that Archduke Frogs Ferdinand is an American bullfrog. I'm um, pretty sure the art I pulled from some free site uh, of royalty-free uh, pictures that I'm going to put on the front of my game is actually a toad. I think I searched for toad. I'm lying. I'm the problem. Still. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. Yeah. Yeah, wow. 23 people. It's going to be wild if there are 23 games about big frogs. Yeah. That would be wild. There already are two in. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, and I think it makes me happy. Like, I already write short form games. Like, I write. I've been calling them short form games. I used to call them one shot games, but like I write short form games and I'm like, there are shorter form games. And then I'm seeing when people write like these really cool, just like little, like just, just little things. And it's like still a fully realized game. Like they don't, it doesn't need to be a big complicated thing. Like you can like, 
you can write a teeny little game about a frog historian. That's one. We have happy frog historians. And we've got mirror, mirror in my pond, both of which are one page, like little one pages about a frog. You, you beat me to it. I was right about to read those out. Yeah. Uh, mirror, mirror in my pond is by uh, Tori B. Uh, it looks like they, they've got a whole bunch of games. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. It looks like I see a couple of draw and rolls, some tarot card games. Um, and the other, uh, happy frog historians is by words with wonder, uh, that I'm trying to, I'm so bad at navigating itch. (laughs) That's not your fault. That's probably true. <laughs> also, this is wild. Like, I, I know we've like this is wild that these these were people who wrote uh, frog games faster than we did, <laughs> and this this game jam has only been up for five days. Right. What an incredible turnaround time! Yeah. So the, yeah, that like- uh, words would wonder is um is uh, Elliot West. Sorry, I just want to call out some credit checks check these yes. people out they've got games about yeah. frogs about frogs about not just about frog it's about the frog that lives in my pond. yeah i yeah. actually i feel like i i maybe did not follow the rules on that i, I think my it, game was the only one that had a pond yeah oh my game my game could have had the checkerboard could be a pond you don't know yeah that's true that's true that's fair, no, it's, that's fair. It's, it's, it's big frog big frog jam yeah, yeah. So as long as it's got a big frog. <laughs> in mine, you lay out cards like a lily pad and put a little frog miniature, if you have one, in the middle of it to be the lily oh my pad. Gosh. And those are the cards you then flip over as the difficulty cards for your uh, for stealing the frog. That's so that. funny. That's I. <laughs> I hope people have. If anybody plays this, I really hope that I need that you use like a a frog. I'm like, do I have a frog miniature in my house? I'm like, I don't know. I could go catch a frog. Oh, there's one outside, I think, Megan. There's one outside. That's, that's what started all of this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, I, I could not catch that. <laughs> not with that attitude, you can't. I mean, I... That's fair. I do have a net. I, if I tried hard enough. I've actually not caught any frogs since the beginning of this jam. Uh, but was catching a lot of frogs soon before the jam. Oh. Yeah. All in preparation. Like you didn't yeah, know that just this was ready. coming, but just, just yeah, the exactly. universe provides. Yeah. <laughs> it knew. Can I read you this 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 paragraph that is my favorite paragraph I wrote for this game? Which is the last paragraph in the section where you're telling stories about the big frog. Uh there then there are things that then become like the abilities the big frog has. And I forget if I sent you this earlier, but it, I wrote, uh, take turns until everyone at the table has told at least one story. Then keep going until everyone at the table is salivating at the possibility of getting their hands on the source of these abilities. Keep going until you can't think of anything except trying to steal that big frog. It's being wasted there. If you had it under your control, everything would change. <laughs> I got really Just... unhinged writing this game. <laughs> Now I want to go steal that big frog. I, I, so this was interesting because I, I, um, I did kind of a just to kind of juxtapose my the two experiences of writing a Sentinel game and writing a and writing a big frog game. I found it I, that I was very excited. Like last week, we t- or last last stop back and roll episode, we talked about my the mechanics of Midnight uh, Moonlight Dance, my my Sentinel game. And I was very interested in the mechanics of it and kind of big picture interested in the story. But I struggled a lot to find to write it because I I just feel like I couldn't find the right voice for it. Mm. But Big Frog Game was definitely easier to write. Like it's unhinged. (laughs) That's why I wrote like almost 3000 unhinged words about being a bunch of small people (laughs) stealing a big frog. Um, Because that like that just comes out of me like I can't stop it. Yeah, and, yeah. Hey, sometimes you just have to enter a fugue state and write three thousand words about a big frog. Yeah. yeah. I, I think my favorite line from mine is put the frog into the doorway of the house. It is here. It's that is by far my favorite. <laughs> it is here. Mm-hmm. That's good, yeah. 
Just yeah, like, I give very little oh. explanation of where it came from, why it's here. <laughs> it doesn't I matter mean, where it came yeah. from. All that matters is that it is here. <laughs> it is here. Yeah, that's what you got to deal with it now. <laughs> now that I'm, I'm like, my my game is, I think the fun that I, one of the biggest fun points that I had with it is that I wrote it so seriously. Like, if you did not know that this was a game about a frog, like, you could, like, and I never refer to it as a frog. I refer to him as the Archduke. Nice. <laughs> so, like, you could, if it wasn't for all of the frog images <laughs> that I have put in this layout, you would, you could read this game and be like, oh, this is a game about, like, a royal assassination. Like, I like the voice that I took was just like way too serious for the subject matter, which I think is what I love so much about it is like, like I need to make sure that this reads it. Like this is legit. This is a legit <laughs> game about trying to stop a terrible crime. See, that's what I think I struggled with with Sentinel. And that's, I think a little bit of what I struggled with, with a space between, which is that I've made mm. them both very serious, like in universe voices, like the mm. voice that's talking to you in, 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 the Sentinel game is almost like it's almost you as the god talking to yourself about like the different people, and in in, in uh, a space between, it's very like the 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 not at all unserious like voice of the the corporation that's sending you out yeah, into space. The, the HR yeah. training. Pamphlets. Yeah, but like in Frogs, it's like me telling you how to play a, a like a, a cut down version of Stealing the Throne. Telling you that the only thing that's important is that there's a big, like, literally, uh, like, to, like, to the same thing that you did, Brandon. I, like, there's a section, like, in, in a Stealing the Throne, there's this big, long, like, flavory backstory thing about who all these thrones, are, like, all these giant mechs are and why they're important and why you have to steal them. The set, the beginning section of my game is like, there's a frog, a big one, go steal it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there isn't time. There isn't time in a yeah. quick book. And I think there's, yeah. there's something to be said for that kind of brevity of, mm-hmm. of forcing people to figure out your own, their own stories for them. I mean, it's I like, think jump and figure it out on the way. It's like there's a big frog. You want to steal it. You don't need more back. Like figure out the why on the way. Well, mm-hmm. like consider it like I, I think that, that there is a, a history and a hunger for just games that you know exactly what you're doing. You know, like, yeah, if you think even even like beginning of the hobby, right? D&D early D&D stuff like, yeah, there'd be uh plot ish in the module but it would be like hey you're here to delve these caves there's riches inside and it's like yeah done you you know you you don't need to have like the extremely complicated lead-in um and like there's nothing wrong with the with the complicated lead-in but i think you know if if you're trying to if, if if you're like aiming for people that have uh that are very busy. Uh, like if, if I were to sit down, if I were to sit down and do like some dungeon, dungeon crawling style game, there's no world that they would talk to the king ahead of time and like learn like the quest ahead of time. It, it would be like, hey, you are here at the frog temple. <laughs> the frog temple has frog has a giant golden frog inside. Go get it. You know. Take. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is maybe just the same. Like, you know, start in Meteores. That yeah. is good advice for pretty much any game. Yeah, like, I I feel like I end up doing that. Like, I end up doing that a lot where it's like, just assume that, for better or worse, I usually assume that people are in my head with me, which <laughs> I would not wish that on my worst enemy because it's hell in there. But a lot of times I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to write this in a voice where it's, people know what's going like you know what's going on already in hope that you'll just fill in the gaps yourself yeah totally because why not is no one is gonna play playing is game design discourse <laughs> god no <laughs> i'm not touching that one i don't touch that's one i, I don't touch i don't touch I think that there, one. there is a way in which that if you like if you were to say where here is a big frog the big frog has just shown up at your front door uh, where is the frog from? Why is the frog here? Mm-hmm. And like, just like straight up ask those questions. 
yeah. It, people would kind of freeze. You put them on the spot. You you mm-hmm. um that you make them think that they have to answer those questions. Yeah. But if you just sort of assume, like you say, ah, the frog, it's here, go. <laughs> then if it's important to them to know the answer to those questions, then they'll come up with them probably faster yeah. than if you <laughs> ask them directly. Yeah. And if it's not just important, react. they won't answer them. Yeah. So in some ways, Keep, yeah. like it's a, it's a very subtle way of, of asking the question by just assuming they already know. Yeah. Like it, it's cool because it's, yeah, like a player that wants more will create more and a player mm-hmm. that doesn't, want more we'll just play it as as is all the while being a very evocative way of yes letting people know the frog is here the frog is here (laughs) are we speaking to the frog right is the frog on this podcast is the frog in the room with us hey so we just got someone joined the zoom call Uh oh (gasps) Uh oh <laughs> the frog, frog is in the doorway of the Zoom call. The, the frog is in the lobby of the Zoom call. <laughs> it is here. The Zoom call is haunted by a frog. Yeah, yeah. My my this Discord is haunted hack. It's coming next week. <laughs> this Discord has a frog in it. This dog Discord, Discord has, has a frog, frog in it. <laughs> Somewhere. Oh my frog. god! That that game, by the way. This is a this is a slight tangent. This is this this Discord has a ghost in it. This Discord has ghosts in it. This Discord yeah. has ghosts in it. God, what an incredible game! Such a fun game. game. I I got a chance to play it like a while back. Um, it's it's so fun. Um, that's that's by Will Yobst. Um, I was, I, I was verifying. I was like, that's by yeah, Will. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know yeah. this, yeah. but I should I should look up on my phone to make sure. Mm-hmm. Just, just a fantastic game. You should get that as well. We should, I, not I about a frog. Did, I did buy be. and and own, and we should play at some point. Uh, Will's other game, Torque, which I'm pretty oh, sure is the racing, which is the racing game that you and I have talked about writing for years, but never could figure out <laughs> how to write. And then Will was just like, "Here it is, to go." It's great. Here, it's I, great. I, took it from your I love Torque. <laughs> That's. God, the, gonna... the first, uh, I've recently become a person who just looks at people's itch pages for their games and ranks them, like rates them. And the very first thing on the torque page is a button you click that honks a horn. Incredible. <laughs> like for a 10 car. out of 10, no notes. <laughs> yeah. The, the Sitting Throne, just to, to keep on my, my one thing, is an incredible itch page. It's just like super I, clear. I don't know how to make a good itch page. This is also the thing I, is that when you either. start doing design, you for some reason need to learn 700 other skills oh or pay someone God, to yeah. do those skills. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Good thing. Your, your good. H pages are pretty good. Well, sure. How about mine, James? Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if I looked at your. No, mine are bad. Mine are bad. Uh, you, you don't need to check it out. Brandon. I just, I <laughs> learned, I. I'm a maximalist in many, many ways um, and proud of it. But I have learned that when it comes to layout design and stuff like that, I'm like, I just need to be a little more minimal. (laughs) And that has worked out for me, (laughs) at least as far as like my itch page goes. Um, If you look at my new business cards, that is not the case at all. Um, (laughs) Well, you're lucky, Brandon. It is impossible to find anyone's page by going to itch (laughs) and searching for their name. Good. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Just play a game where it's like, all right, you need to find this person on itch. How do you go about doing yeah. it? Because if I had to find Brandon on itch, I would go to my games library and search for one of his games that I own <laughs> and then go to the page that way. This is the, yeah, that that's a good way to do it. Um, going into the in, going to itch.com. And typing into the search bar, which says search for games or creators and searching for the creator will never find you that creator. Going no, to just Google and searching for Brandon or Megan Cross and itch.io will 100% of the time get you their pages on the first result. Yeah. Um, but going to the actual uh, thing, never. Never going to get you. No. Brandon, your game pages are functional. Yes. <laughs> That's that's probably about the nicest thing that someone could say about it. They are 
there. The rad one, the rad crawl one has this really nice. I mean, both rad crawl and rad crawl uh, deadly cobalt racing have really nice logos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they do. They've got really nice logos. I made them myself. Yeah, (laughs) those aren't by James. Those aren't by James Malloy. I like that I threw together. I like that I threw together uh, the the race the the rad crawl logo with a with a wheel in it as a joke, and then you used it. (laughs) Why would I not use it? It is so good. (laughs) It's so good. You can't make you can't make jokes. When you make jokes, you end up with a game jam about a frog. Yeah, so and, on my cover, and, I'm going to be using the that Rad Crawl logo. It's uh, like you know, like part of the Rad Crawl play box, oh, and then. Uh, but you should do like the Rad Crawl, and then just put like frog eyes on top of it. Yeah, let me see <laughs> if I can make a live on on podcast. Can I make a, a Rad <laughs> Crawl with a frog? <laughs> if you do, I'll use it. <laughs> You've made that clear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> just, just put a frog in every indie TTRPG. It's going to be like that uh, Twitter account that photoshops Paddington into everything. It's just going to be like, <laughs> I'm going to put frogs in every indie TTRPG until I forget. Where did I put that file? This I do. Sure I, I, I have some concerns about how to put a frog into Pasión de los Pasiones. I, I don't have, I don't well, have a clear way to make a frog in Pasión de los Pasiones. Really? All right. Well, isn't there? And now I can't remember the name of it. The the game, the game where you throw the coins at the frog. Sapo. Yeah. Yeah. Sapo. That's true. So you could. That's true. So it could be like. I mean. <laughs> when you play sapo. It could be like a cursed sapo, <laughs> a cursed sapo like setup that. What if you have? A, what about? Like, <laughs> is there a? Could you have? Is there a playbook who could start out as a frog and then when they get kissed, turns back into yeah. the prince? Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> that'd, that'd be really funny. Or a prince, a prince <laughs> character who was recently a frog. We'll, we'll call that a reverse Naveen. <laughs> there you go. The, 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 Maybe once Tormentus like, comes nobody... out, I'll start making weird stuff like that. Yeah. But nobody can know that they used to be a frog. Like right. they were a frog, and now they're just trying to play it off like. Oh man, it it would be fun to do like Last a time like on. a once upon a time. You know, what's what's that? Was it once upon a time? Once yeah, the once upon the, time. the Disney once, fairy tale show. Yeah, once upon a time. That'd once be a fun. That'd be a fun play but play set. That would be very funny. <laughs> That's basically what they were doing, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What a show! I watched a lot of that show. I think I watched like a couple episodes. I watched a couple. I watched a couple seasons until it got really convoluted, and I was like, I can't, I can't anymore. At one point, they hard reset and then kept going, which is oh. wild. Yeah, <laughs> I think I I had stopped. Once upon a time, like, ultimates. Yeah, they pretty much did that. <laughs> so yeah, weird. This is not a once yeah. upon a time podcast, though. It's a big frog podcast. This is a big frog podcast. Hey, thank you for tuning in to our Once Upon a Time <laughs> podcast. If you're just joining us now, that's not how podcasts work. Interesting to no. say about my Moonlight Dance Sentinel game while Megan is here. I it's did out. some things to your game, yeah. I, I, <laughs> and I'm not just saying it because you're here, but like I love what you did. That you're just like, I'm going to take everything that Megan said a Sentinel game is and just decide that, no, it's not that. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a recurring theme with Brandon and I in general. And I'm just super duper into it. Um, I I'm paid not for sh- it once and I will pay for it again. I'm not sure <laughs> how much you can do. I added I added the whole thing at the end, like the thing where you put my goal. Like, I think when we talked about it on the podcast last the idea was that all four characters were going to be going into the end game and one of them would be the one who defeats you. And at some point I added a mechanic where you can reap all their souls early and win. And I'm not <laughs> sure quite how well that stands up mechanically, um, <laughs> but I kind of like it. I got to play it. Th- I still got to play it. You um, should play, I have to it. play it. Too. I want to know yeah. how, how it goes. I just want people to play it and tell me the stories. Because... <laughs> I added like I do feel pretty good about it. This this is what happens after you finish and publish games is you just sit I around know. like being like, oh man, I really hope people will play it and then tell me about it. 
That's that's why you gotta have a project that's so self indulgent that no one will ever play it. That way that's you just. Why I wrote an SRD because I'm just like, oh, I hope people will do this so that I can <laughs> then see what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put the, I made I made a series of like the only graphics in this entire game are a ser- they're 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 clocks or they're check boxes mm-hmm. for you to fill out as you're playing, and one of them is a a series of of six handcuffs that are all linked handcuffs. together. <laughs> one is a watch that just looks like a clock. Uh, or it's a clock that looks like a watch, and then one is six progressively more broken hearts. I I do like nice. the progressively breaking hearts. There, oh, I do think that there is a uh the one the one real big mechanical flaw in the in the game is that it is, and I think I've covered it poorly, is that you can get through. There's one, two, three, four, five. There's six steps in the hearts relationship, and it, if you were to draw all of the cards but bec- the one of the gimmick with the heart is that you only mark off their track if you choose to so you can get through all six and not have marked the full track mm-hmm. and then there's no more prompts <laughs> and i don't and then i don't know what you do if you, <laughs> i get basically what i said was like if you draw uh after you the wedding you just like yeah basically i wrote figure it out like continue telling more of their story however you feel is appropriate <laughs> <laughs> because at the very last minute I was like oh darn that, that's a real problem I don't know what they do but at the, I, for some reason I, I when I when I was thinking about balance um, because I was I played through a bunch of just like I played some playing cards out and just like ran through it a bunch of times to see like how it played out and I did a little bit of math and I, originally I had it so that the the person who asked for powers um, the person who asked for money were mechanically more likely to stick around to be the person who defeat you. Mm. And ultimately I changed it so that the character who is the heart is the person who is the most likely to defeat you because you as the player can just choose to never have them mark their track. Mm. Yeah. And I kind of love that as a like love conquers all kind of mm. message to the secret message to the game. Love doesn't what? conquer all. Frog conquers all. Frog. Sorry, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, all love conquers all. Asterisks, except yeah, except frog. <laughs> There's actually nothing frog, in this game that says all frog. of these characters couldn't be frogs. That's true. That's the true. first question you answer on drawing all any of the suits is in what form do you appear to them? And the answer could frog. be a frog. <laughs> you could be a frog. A frog god. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, they yeah. threw their coin into the into the river, and a frog came out. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Anyway, careful where you throw your coins. You don't know what's gonna happen. That's true. Anyway, I think that's that yeah, think is about time. Probably ought to wrap do, this up. I do think we've hit the end of our hour here. Yeah. yeah. Megan, thank you so much for joining flies. us. No. <laughs> it does. Yeah well yeah so how do we end this are podcast you, are you just sitting here going like i don't want to go through the whole thing of how we normally end the podcast yeah i don't know yeah, i was seeing that on your face and i was feeling that in my heart well i, I need to rewrite the end of the script <laughs> so that we can stop talking about twitter because i'm just not oh yeah but yes if you want to find us on twitter uh together we are at stop back and roll brandon and i are um or you can find me at <laughs> the meltdowns <laughs> or I guess I'm on Blue Sky as uh, at Maloyable. I'm on Threads too, but I don't look at it too often. Threads. Uh, I'm at Bleungambetta on Twitter and BLG on uh, on Blue Sky. And Megan, where can and I'm on you? Megan Lynn FTW everywhere internet is found. That's probably the better way to do it. James and I yeah. are probably doing it wrong by having different things. I just failed to commit to Maloyable. <laughs> I'm moving over to Maloyable slowly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not moving over to BLG. <laughs> I can't get BLG it's, anywhere else. It it sounds like an uh the the rough draft of a rolled doll book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the big lugubrious giant. Uh big if you'd like to find our podcasts, <laughs> links, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Mostly just the podcast. 
Uh, that is at www.stopbackandroll.com. <laughs> we make this podcast with the support of our Patreon backers, who we are very, we continue to be very sorry for. Um, uh, people like Brian Pemberton, Richard Chris Landry, Devin White, Michael Bowman, August, Bren, Larry Yasmith, Amor Alazizi, uh, Athelus, and Greg Walters. If you'd like to help support the show and any of our future shows financially, check us out at patreon.com slash stop, hack, and roll. If you'd like to support us in a non-financial way, come join our uh, Discord. That's where we chat about things. We talk about games. We talk about things we're not going to make. We talk about things we are going to make. There's a, always we people talk about designing frogs. stuff. We talk about big frogs. It's 99% mm-hmm. talking about big frogs. I'm going to right now the go Discord change... <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. We have some crabs next to. Uh, we should change them all over to frogs Discord things. We should change them over to frogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, never but uh, about it. definitely not. We didn't say anything right here, did we? Uh, that is at tinyurl.com/shrdiscord. When you find yourself becoming unhappy with life, <laughs> and you wish that things were a little more riveting, make sure you remember to stop hacking roll. Yeah.